0: Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use you're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So I'm going to start with a really odd question, okay? question is this, have you ever wondered what Satan looks like? Okay, I know it's kind of a weird question. I think most people think this right here. I think they think the you know the the red the horns the pitchfork you know this imp demon looking dude here you've seen similar and there's probably a lot worse out there I think we actually get it a little bit wrong. I don't think this is what the devil looks like at all. Now, as I bring that up to you, there's a quote I wanna share with you from President Benson, Ezra Taft Benson shared this. Many of you are familiar with this quote. The Book of Mormon exposes the enemies of Christ. It fortifies the humble followers of Christ against the evil designs, strategies, and doctrines of the devil in our day. The type of apostates in the Book of Mormon are similar to the type we have today. God, with his infinite foreknowledge, so molded the Book of Mormon that we might see the error and know how to combat false educational political, religious, and philosophical concepts of our time. So now with that in mind, I'm going to take you to an Isaiah chapter. It's Isaiah chapter 14, which happens also to be 2nd Nephi chapter 24. So every single time you read the Book of Mormon, you're going to come across this one. And I think this is the one that kind of exposes the enemies of Christ as well. Book of Mormon does it so well. This is a unique one that we don't think about too often. So you got to look at the chapter heading of Isaiah chapter 14, and it says Israel will be gathered and enjoy millennial rest okay that's happy news Lucifer was cast out of heaven for rebellion. Israel will triumph over Babylon the world, which we talked yesterday about how the Lord is mustering together groups of individuals to gather them together, to share the goodness of the gospel, to raise our voice to the world. Well the world is represented by Babylon here and you're going to see how Babylon the great is going to fall, right? So this chapter kind of gives a, hu- almost humorous, it's 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 satirical in nature almost, you go to verse number four and it says that thou shalt take up this proverb now the proverb does say in the footnotes it says a satirical song against the king of Babylon and say how hath the oppressor ceased, the golden city ceased. So you're going to see the king of Babylon compared to Satan here and his fall as well. All you have to do is look through these next few verses and you're going to find Satan all through here. Like for example, you go to verse number uh, six, it says, he who smote the people in wrath, but with a continual stroke. Now you probably see in the footnote that it says constant blows. And you're probably like, yep, that's how Satan works on us, right? Just that constant blows he keeps throwing at us. Now the next several verses from about 7 to about 11 or so, you're going to see the downfall here. It talks about hey, the earth's going to be at rest. There's a there's a reference to the millennium there and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Verse 10, and they shall speak and say unto thee, you know, Satan, art thou also become weak as we, art thou become like unto us? Meaning, where'd your power go, pal? Verse 11, thy pomp is brought down into the grave and the noise of thy vials. The worm is spread under thee and the worms cover thee. Verse 12, and this is one that many people are familiar with. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Now, if you know, Lucifer does mean bright morning star. Uh, Luce in Spanish is light. And so Lucifer is very much a light bearer. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? Now, the next couple verses show us that the main problem of Lucifer is Lucifer had what I like to call I trouble. And you're going to see this right here. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like unto the Most High. So you can see the number of times I is used in there and that really does describe what Lucifer's main motivation was. It was pride. And sometimes I'll tell my students, like, smack dab in the middle of the word pride is I. Right in the middle of Lucifer is I. Coincidence? It's probably a big one, right? (laughs) But he had I trouble. That was his downfall. He didn't want to help build the kingdom of God. He wanted to become God. Now, you go to verse number 15. It says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now, if you really want to see what Satan looks like, that goes back to my original question at the beginning of this episode. Verse 16, and this is where you really examine the footnotes as well. They that see thee, now it it talks about in the V there, it says it is the king of Babylon, but it's also applied to either Lucifer or the king here. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. Now the footnote there says squint at thee and reflect upon thee, so you're narrowly looking upon thee. And consider thee saying, and this is a great phrase, is this the man that made the earth to tremble and that did shake kingdoms? Almost to say, oh my gosh, that's you? I can't believe I gave you the time of day. What a fraud, right? You look at him, because I think we've envisioned in our mind, you know, and I, and again, I don't want to discount the power of Satan. I really do not. But we're gonna see him and be like, really? That's you. You're the one who gave me all of that grief. Like I said, that quote from President Benson where it says the Book of Mormon exposes the enemies of Christ. I guess the way I look at Satan in this one right here, he's not this red you know the the pitchfork the hell all around him i look at him more like this like kind of the you know the chihuahua that's in your neighborhood that just will not stop barking if you have a chihuahua out there my apologies no offense intended but chihuahuas are loud right they can be very loud dogs in fact sometimes when i see these little dogs i think of four characteristics loud angry obnoxious and persistent which by the way you think about it those are four characteristics of satan loud angry obnoxious and persistent he's been doing the same thing since the beginning of time he does the same stuff and we buy into it so does that little chihuahua still have power yeah but we're the ones who give that, we're the one who give him that power, we're the ones who let him in, right? So, what do you do with that little angry, loud, obnoxious chihuahua? You punt that chihuahua, right? This is one of the titles I've kind of thrown into this chapter. In my scriptures in chapter uh, 14 it says, punt the chihuahua. And that's you're going to see why I say that. You take that chihuahua, you punt that loud thing, you get it out of your life so it doesn't bother you anymore. So here's a couple quotes that usually help remind me that Satan is nothing more than a loud chihuahua and just needs a good punt. The more we develop righteous fundamental habits. Now, older Scott talked about the prayers and the scripture study and the and the church attendance, all those things there. The more we develop these habits, the more anxious is Satan to harm us, but the less is his ability to do so. That's a powerful quote. Uh, James E. Faust, I love this, he says, now Satan has power, I get that, I don't want to discount that, however, we need not become paralyzed with fear of Satan's power. He can have no power over us unless we permit it. He really is a coward. And if we stand firm, he will retreat. And I love that. Uh, great cross-reference for that. You go to James in the Bible, James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I really believe that is true. Now, when I say that is true... I think it's still going to be hitting on us. That power is still there, but we are the ones who continually allow that little chihuahua to keep annoying us. And so I just, I love this chapter because what it does is it shows us how much of a fraud Satan really is. It shows us his true character, exposes him for the fraud that he is, and then it shows us how to be able to stay away from him by doing those righteous, fundamental habits. Now again, he's going to get more and more angry at us but the less will be his ability to affect us. I love that, and I love how this chapter teaches that. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.